Right? Damn, that song was so so legit. <laughs> okay, I'll get this going. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in August. I know the month. We're in August, and so that means we are watching action slash blockbuster movies. So we're watching the big ones that hopefully made a lot of money and were just really awesome to people like us. They like watching movies. So um, we're going to have people trickle in little by little, but I'm here with my beautiful wife, Katie, Hi. and my boy, D-Pal. Hey. And for this week, we watched one of my favorite Nicolas Cage films. It is probably in the holy trinity in my heart of Nicolas Cage films. Uh, Katie, what do you think my three favorite Nicolas Cage films are? I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> uh, well, this one for sure. Mm-hmm. And probably that one we watched, that scary movie we watched. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland was really good. Willy's Wonderland. And Face Off. Yay, shit, you got it. Oh, uh, what? Will, with Willie being so new, that's in your top three. It's good, man. He doesn't talk. He just just rocks like these animatronic murderous puppets. It is amazing. We'll talk about that in October. Um, but yes, those three with a close like three point five, raising Arizona. So him and his wife, uh, the voice of Miss Miss Incredible, uh, they can't have kids. Joan Cusack. No, it's not Joan. It's Holly Hunt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they can't have kids. And, oh, yeah. Sorry. And Joan this, Cusack like, is um, uh, the cowgirl. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. So they can't have kids. And this rich asshole in town has like, what, quadruplets or triplets. And so they don't take them all. They just, they just take one. There's one kid. And so it's just the story of them trying to like not get caught because they took a kid. It's really good. It's the Coen brothers before they did like, oh, brother, where are they on stuff? That's this is like one horrible. of their first films. It's funny very funny yeah it's kidnapping yeah but they're terrible people so they're helping the kid well the kid. there's the only movie by nicholas cage that i can remember enjoying that i watched growing up was uh oh fuck what's it called like viva las vegas or life in las vegas or something like that's like him and oh no, no. share i want to say oh that one oh uh, yeah. yeah when they're oh. all like uh, elvises yeah right? yeah oh, i loved no. that movie when i was a kid but that's like the only one that I can really remember. Yeah. But Liking. no. But uh, I don't think we said it. But ladies and gentlemen, we watched Con Air. So <laughs> uh, in the 90s, Nicolas Cage could honestly do no wrong movie wise. He was in tons of amazing action films. And this came out in 97. So in 96, I want to say it was Face Off. And I think around the same year, uh, our boy was in uh, what was the third one he was in? Isn't it Gone in sixty seconds? Yes, Gone in sixty seconds. That's so. that's my personal yeah. favorite Nick Cage movie. There. Yeah. So Nicholas Cage was in some amazing uh, films. Everyone kind of had a feeling he was crazy because he plays crazy people <laughs> in his movies. Uh, but no, no one knew yet he was real crazy. <laughs> like he's in films now. There's one called Pig. It's kind of like John Wick, but a guy like loses. I his cannot wait for it. Yes. Uh, apparently, it's amazing. Like the ratings, people are saying this is probably one of his best movies. Full stop. Uh, for what? It's called Pig. It's like oh. John Wick, but like someone takes his pig. Takes his truffle pig. Yeah. And he starts swinging on people. So uh, 
Nicolas Cage just has this like renaissance of like he'll just say yes to any movie and they're really good it's not just he's doing poop movies it's just good stuff that one mom and dad where he there's this virus that makes parents go crazy and they're trying to kill their kids and the kids are trying to like survive the night with their crazy ass parents trying to kill them it's a really good movie and everybody was like damn that's really fucking good Nicolas Cage so uh kudos to you Nicolas Cage but this movie is chock full of people. Uh, John Cusack's in it. John Malkovich. Steve Buscemi? Buscemi? Yep. Buscemi. Buscemi. Uh, Ving Rhames, my boy Ving Rhames. Cole Meany, he's from Star Trek. He was in Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. He's an asshole in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle, he's in it for 20 minutes? Mm-hmm. And he gets smashed. Yeah. Uh, my boy Danny Trejo with not that many wrinkles, looking smooth. Right, big. young Danny Trejo, bro. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Yeah, he was looking great in this movie. Uh, there's absolutely tons of really cool people. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't uh, seen it, huh? Bubba Gump, dude. Yes, thank you. I knew I saw that dude before. Yeah, his buddy. Uh, what was it, Daddy O? Yeah, Baby O. Uh, yeah, Baby-O. his buddy. I was like, I've seen this motherfucker before. Yeah, yeah. he likes shrimp gumbo. <laughs> and shrimp salad and shrimp, shrimp and every every and shrimp grits. yeah <laughs> but no uh so just if you haven't seen it for an uninitiated in conair uh this movie is about a former army ranger using his ranger legs there's that video terrell used to love this video <laughs> making fun of army rangers oh <laughs> using their ranger legs well it is when he uses his ranger hands Ben kicks that one guy. Yeah, but you're talking about the beginning of the plot. Oh, yeah. and he fucking <laughs> uses his hands. Yes, uh, it's a former army ranger on his way home from a seven to ten year stint in prison for involuntary manslaughter because he's a lethal fucking weapon, and he gets a ride on a plane. You're not gonna talk about why he was in prison. Well, I'm just saying for the uninitiated, and he's on a plane with some really bad people, and then everything goes wrong, and it's up to him to save the day. Uh, I love this movie. There are people out there that are like, eh, it's all right. It's not that good. It's fucking great. I love this goddamn movie. So, uh, but yeah, we'll get through the story real quick because uh, it's pretty pretty simple. It gets it gets going. So it's good. Uh, I forgot how much I love this movie too. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. So Army Ranger Cameron Poe Rangers. Uh, what lead the way? Yes. I think that's, I think that's their saying. Yeah, lead the way. I'm gonna get hit by somebody. Uh, he comes home from Desert Storm. <laughs> To his wife that's pregnant and uh, in Al- Alabama. I don't know if yes. it was Mobile. Was yeah, it was Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. Talk about his wife. His wife is famous too. I've seen her fucking before. Monica Potter from Parenthood. Thank you. She looks great. Hey. So, um, what's the one thing that can mess up a reunion with star-crossed lovers? Drunk assholes. Yep. <laughs> douchey drunk guys. So douchey drunk guys see. Cameron Poe in his military uniform in his greens and they're like we can beat this guy up he doesn't look that hardcore this guy ain't shit and uh, in the rain they jump him and of them. he starts rocking their shit and then training comes in because this guy comes out with a knife uh, you know ranger ranger training teaches him to <laughs> just fucking murder a guy that's coming at him with a knife so he pushes his like nose bone all that shit back into Pushes his brain. nose into the brain Ooh, he destroys that guy it was an upper oh. palm like 
Yeah. Oh, you see it in martial arts a lot. Nasty moves yeah. you shouldn't do to people unless you're trying to kill them, which it's a, or in self-defense for it, people. Yeah, it was yeah. just it was in his like DNA to do that because he's been. I guess it didn't seem intentional when it happened to me. It just looked like he, he hit probably, him, and then the guy accidentally like. Yeah, he probably yeah, wasn't trying to kill him. He's just. He probably aiming for the throat to pop him and then just kind well, of. Well, I know. I assumed he was aiming for the face, but not. I don't think he intended, like. Oh, not to kill him. No, he I, it was an accident. I feel like the death was an accident. Oh, most definitely an accident. So he is given a ten-year prison sentence. Uh, his lawyer tells him to plead guilty because, hey, man, this was self-defense. Like you can get out pretty quick if you just, you know, plead guilty and do good yeah so he pleads guilty but the judge says that shit don't matter bro because you are a lethal weapon you were considered a lethal weapon with your training and you should know what you're doing out there you're not the same as a civilian yeah so we can't think of you as a normal person you're getting full counts bus so you out for 10 years so uh he's very sad he tells his wife that i'll be back he's writing letters to his wife and his daughter casey 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 and the years go by. He makes friends in, in the prison. And eight years later, he's paroled and he's on his way out. Uh, his buddy, his, um, I'm going to say roommate. I guess cellmate. So. Cellmate. cellmate. Roommate sounds better. <laughs> but his cellmate, Daddy-O, is going with him on Baby the plane. O. Because he's getting... Um, Transferred to a different hospital, yeah. to a different prison. Hopefully he doesn't get shanked. He seems all right. So uh, he's scooting off. So they are hopping on this plane. And... Unfortunately, this plane is filled with some of the worst people going to a supermax prison. And they're like, so in Marvel movies, you know, the raft where they take all the really bad people and just leave them there. This is where they're going. And so it's really, really bad people. And unfortunately, the worst of the worst murderers, yes. basically. And unfortunately, all these bad people have a plan to take the plane over, which kind of happens. A lot of bad people get together. They're like, shit, there's a lot of us. We could do something if we work together. Yeah. Uh, so it's all set. Like the, the whole plan to take over the plane is set. DEA agents, Duncan Malloy, the douchebag of this movie, one of the douchebags, has one of his agents on the plane because he's trying to get info from one of the bad guys on the plane from before the drug cartel, before the FBI can get to him and he gets to the supermax. And so he's like, you got two hours on this plane get the info from this guy he's like i got this um john cusack tells him you can't bring your gun on this plane because well, john cusack's a marshal not a he's a u.s marshal yeah no i was saying that the agent is a douchebag yeah. so u.s marshal vince larkin john cusack tells the agent that he can't bring his gun on the plane because if he brings that gun on the plane that's just asking for trouble and uh, Duncan Malloy is telling him, like, no, my agents don't just go somewhere without weapons. He's going to have a gun. They're like, no, nah, bullshit, bro. They take his gun. But then as he's getting checked in, Mr. Malloy puts a little pistola in his sock. And he's like, that's for you. Protect yourself. So uh, after taking off, um, we have our buddy Dave Chappelle. His name's Pinball. He sets <laughs> he sets one of the, the prisoners on fire. So he... Uh, has like a balloon or a condom i guess in his throat and he like gags it back up and it's like lighter fluid and a match and he tells the dude like if you get through this man don't be mad at me and just sets him on fire and so with the fire as a distraction he gets unlocked because he can't be next to a dude on fire he runs over and opens all the fucking doors and so um 
I didn't realize um, the one guard, the female guard, she was in Total Recall. She was the, the cool girlfriend he meets on Mars. And I was very happy because she's a pretty lady. So um, the all of the inmates, they have the plane easily. They take it over. So they're zip-zapping all the guards, tying them up, killing some of them. And so uh, Poe stops... Mr. Johnny 23 and my boy Danny Trejo. Uh, this is around the time where he didn't really get the good parts. He was usually like a bad guy in a movie and he got his shit rocked at oh, some he point. He was the bad guy and he still plays the bad guy in the movies. He's but, the but scary, then, he's the scary big Mexican dude. Like, but but at some point he started getting cooler roles being oh, a bad yeah. guy. But this Johnny 23, he's rapist and he sees that female guard and he's like, I'm gonna rape you, just yeah. so you know. This is happening. Oh, Johnny 23, man. Yeah, so. Uh, there are terrible people on this plane. Cameron just wants to go home, and he is very upset that the plane is taking over because that means he ain't going home. Um, he wants to know what the plan is, and he talks to Cyrus. He is the leader because he's the smartest one on the plane. And so he's trying to figure out the the whole situation so he can kind of foil it or find a way off the plane. His buddy, um, not daddy, baby O, baby oh yeah baby oh he is diabetic and he has not gotten his shot and the one vial got broken on the plane and so he's having issues and so well, he, not the vial the needle oh the needle and so now cameron is like this is kind of a timed situation i gotta get him off this plane i need to get this woman off the plane before she gets the shit raped out of her by all of these bad people and i need to kind of stop them too but i kind of want to get off the plane so i can go home um, the bad guys, they're really smart because they have uh, one of the prisoners that can actually fly a plane. So he takes the transponder from the plane, the thing that you use to track a plane, and he take they take it off the plane and put it on another plane that does tours. And he's like, hey, hey they'll chase that plane because they're idiots. And they are. So um, the plan is to land at Lerner Airport. So this is all happening in California. In different spots and so they're gonna hop onto another plane owned by this person so there's one bad guy on the plane he is part of the cartel and so he got in touch with cyrus and what the plan was hey we'll get this cartel kid off the plane you get us the fuck out of here and we're good and so that that's the, the original plan uh many things go down so uh cameron he gets uh, tasked with the job of find, finding out why the landing gear isn't working and you find pinball's corpse. So uh, they had to rush back on the plane and scoot off real quick. Pinball got left. And so he grabbed onto the landing gear and got smushed. So <laughs> he writes a note for um, Marshall Larkin, like, Hey man, this shit's getting kind of crazy. And he pushes pinball's body off the plane and he lands in Fresno. <laughs> Sigh. It ain't Fresno. Yeah, that was not a street. Because the second somebody said Fresno, I was like, oh shit, real talk? Uh, that is not a street in Fresno that I have seen. Katie has been here longer. And she it was, was like, not Fresno. She's like, nah. They like the body fell in the middle of like this lush downtown, a clean, lush downtown area with a bunch of like <laughs> big buildings. And we do have a downtown area with some tall buildings, but they're spread out and it's not like 
tall buildings on all four corners of any area of downtown Fresno. Like, <laughs> this was clearly not fucking Fresno. Yeah. You should have just said L.A. <laughs> like, this makes no mm-hmm. fucking sense. Well, it, get, it makes sense because they're taking a path. Yeah, they're going certain- from northern Nevada to southern Nevada and flying over the rock over the Sierra Nevada mountains and then over the Sierra Nevada mountains again. Yeah, they do some stupid big loops. <laughs> they do some no, big loops. They this started one. in Nevada and they're ending in Nevada and they made a loop. Yeah, because they went to Carson California City. California that made no fucking sense. You would not cross the mountains twice to take that path. You would yeah. just stay on the Nevada side of the Sierra Nevada mountains. Yeah. So Cameron <laughs> has to uh hide his identity because he made it known to all the bad guys that he's got 15 more years and he's a bad guy. He's like, Yeah, I'm bad like you guys. Ha ha, let's go break some shit. So everybody thinks he's a bad guy and sort of letting him in on the plan. Um, nosy people start looking through his shit in the cargo hold. And so he actually has to kill one of the uh, the bad guys. Uh, what was it, Billy? Mm. Uh, yeah, Billy, bad Billy Bedlam. Yeah, Billy Bedlam. Uh, he gets impaled on a, uh, a pipe that breaks off. And so his identity is safe just a little bit longer. So um, the... The bird, the jailbird, that's the name of the plane. It's grounded at learning. And so there's no sign of the trans- transfer aircraft. And so Poe, he warns everybody. Um, Don't kill the officers yet. Yes. Wait until the other plane is here because you need that leverage in case shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what was it? Uh, Cyrus, he kind of has a plan. He has them fill up the, the gas in the plane again and they dig it out because they kind of had to crash land in the, the uh, desert. So while this is happening, Cameron finds a needle, a syringe to give Baby O his insulin. Uh, while this is happening, Larkin gets a sweet message from a dead body from Cameron and he sends all the, all the cops to the airfield to stop the prisoners from getting back on the plane. Um, they, you know, the cops easily go into a fucking, uh, what is it called? Like a tunnel? Like, yeah. With shit on both sides, and they get their shit pushed in. They blow up the first car and the back car, so cops are getting destroyed. So Larkin saves the cops that are left, and Cameron fights off people and gets back to the plane to give Baby O his insulin, but not before tying the plane to a post, because he's trying little by little to shut down the plane. Uh, Cameron and Larkin actually talk to each other and Larkin knows that Cameron's a good guy. He's like, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm trying to save the day. And he's like, I talked to your wife, man. Like, she wants you to come home. He's like, yeah, I got shit to do before I get back home. Like, I have to save the day because, you know, heroes in action movies is always one. He's like, well, you know, I'm the only one that can do this. You know, I'm lucky enough to be that guy right now. So, <laughs> um, so the inmates, they're fighting their way out. They run back to the plane. They try to fly off. And the, the cord that is attached to a just giant post uh, is slowing the plane down. And so they get away finally. But Cyrus realizes that somebody has been helping the bad guys the whole time. Helping the and, cops, not the bad guys. <laughs> you know, helping the bad guys. Well, to them, they're the bad guys. So um, Baby O actually sits up and says, oh, it was me the whole time. Ha ha. And he's like, yeah, you bitch. Did you like I, I tricked you? And so Cyrus shoots him in the in the stomach. And then it makes it seem like, you know, Baby O 
was trying to get home to his daughter and stuff. And so Cameron, at this point, is ready to do some fighting. Uh, it's very, very sad. And uh, Billy's body, it's, it's found. But then they realize that Poe is the one that was involved because he gets to the front of the plane and tells the guy to land because there's Apache helicopters about to shoot the, the plane down. So he's like, hey, we need to land this plane. He's like, well, we're almost out of gas. One of the engines is busted. We're going to crash anyway. So while this is happening, the ship gets pretty fucked up and they land on the Las Vegas Strip. Because that's better than just shooting it down in the air. Mm-hmm. But there's good people there. So I get where Larkin was coming from. He's like, no, don't shoot the plane down. There's good people still on the plane. But they had to land on the Las Vegas Strip, causing all the destruction billions of dollars in damage easy yeah literally easily billions, billions. of dollars <laughs> uh, it's an absolute mess tons of uh the prisoners they die in the crash as they should because mm-hmm. they were had no type of protection johnny 23 gets body parts ripped off of him yeah well he's a rapist so he's that's good yep um so uh let me see cyrus uh ving rames in swamp thing he was the pilot they scoot off on a fire truck. And so Cameron realizes this isn't over and he, they need to go down. Him and Larkin hop on police motorcycles and they're chasing them down. Uh, big ups. Katie and I were talking about this. Big ups to the stuntman in some of these scenes. Uh, they were doing some wild shit in this movie. Yes, they were. The yeah. Uh, big props because someone had to have hurt themselves doing this shit. For sure. That's why the stunt team was so big. Yeah, there were like 30 people. There was only like there was only like what 15 20 people on that plane and the stunt team was like 40 50 people deep. yeah they were they were rolling deep because this shit was wild so um thing rains he gets smushed by a motorcycle and exploded because that's what happens when a motorcycle hits you uh larkin cuts a hole into the roof of the car and drowns swamp thing with a fire hose because they're on a fire truck and he flies out the windshield later and dies. <laughs> shit was wild, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Cyrus and Cameron, they fight on top of the uh, the ladder on the fire truck. And he stabs this, like, fucking, like, giant piece of, like, wood into Cyrus's leg, just impales it. Right in his ankle, which and- is insane. The amount of fucking, like, pressure and leverage he would have, like, to impossible. put through, yeah, impossible from the angle he was hanging at off of the hey, they got them prison ladder. Muscles. It does. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. That was an impossible feat because he went through fucking bone, like with that jagged like piece of wood. That pretty thick piece of wood too. Yeah, it wasn't thin. It wasn't like splinters. Like he stabbed him. Through. Yeah, there, he wouldn't have had the leverage for that. But whatever, it's a yeah. movie. <laughs> Suspend belief. So Cyrus goes down. He gets handcuffed to the top of the ladder. And then Cameron's like, uh, I forgot what he says. He says something real cool and lifts the ladder up. And Cyrus crashes through a a tunnel that connects like the street. Sky Bridge. Yeah, Sky Bridge. Crashes through a Sky Bridge, flies through power lines, gets electrocuted, and then falls onto this what was it, a fucking smushy thing. I don't even know what it was. Oh, it's a hydraulic press. It's for putting, um, well... YouTube uses it for smashing things, uh, but the one that was shown in the film is typically used for putting beams into the ground, like rebar and stuff deep into the ground as beginning construction well, on um, buildings and things. Well, that rebar smusher uh, put Cyrus's 
fucking head into the ground. He gets yes. extra smushed. Which yes. he knows a miracle after he got electrocuted by power lines. Yeah. I, I forgot he got his head smushed. I thought the electric electrocution was the end. I was like, damn, he got fucked up. And he was still like breathing and like screaming. I was like, what? What is this? But he got smushed. And everything's <laughs> fine. Poe got to meet his daughter for the first time. And then Trisha Yearwood sings, How Do I Live? And the girl's scared of him because he's covered in blood and, and fucked looks up. Fucking a mess, yeah. And he has this like burnt ass bunny and gives it to her. But then she realizes that's my cool ass dad. He just saved the day. I love him. And they hug. And that's the end of the movie. Uh, I forgot to bring up a bad guy that was in this movie, Garland Green. Uh, he escaped. And apparently he is one of the scariest people ever in this world. He murdered, what, 31 people just for fun. He's a crazy maniac. He got off the plane. Uh, there's a very scary scene with a little girl where he's talking to her. And Katie was like, mm. he killed a bunch of people and like raped them. He did a whole bunch of bad. Yeah, he was the worst of the worst. They had him when they rolled him onto the plane they had him looking like Hannibal Lecter. Like he was strapped to a fucking backboard. He had a muzzle on his face, like a leather muzzle on his face. So he couldn't talk and he couldn't like get to his teeth, which is assuming like he's a cannibal or something crazy like Probably. that. He was in like a mental institution jacket with his arms, like all crazy down, like. They were not fucking around with him. Uh, it told, was a mess. He told Poe that he wore a lady's head on oh, his yeah. head for three days. Yeah, for like three days while he traveled across the country yeah. and nobody ever noticed. <laughs> he fucking drove by like, that's a weird ass hat. Just it was driving. a fucking lady's head as a hat, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's an absolute mess. But he got away and he's gambling the casino. Hope he hits it big. Uh, he did not kill the little girl he was with. He had to rape her, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job, crazy man. Uh, this movie is a hoot. Uh, tons of action. Uh, tons of funny people. It's it's always fun seeing bad guys team up because they have some of the coolest one-liners because they hate each other, but they know they have to work together to get the plan done. So the whole time, it's like Ving Rhames' character hates Cameron Pro. He hates white people, honestly. But when they talk to each other, it's like, I hate you so much. But we're on a team and we're not trying not to die. So we're friends until we get the fuck off this plane. Then I'm going to kill you. Um, it's amazing. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Con Air? Um, that's tough because this was a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm looking for my note that had on my list. Con Air. Oh, the, sorry. The stunt doubles. For Nick Cage were my favorite. <laughs> um, I think that Nick Cage and like the rest of the cast did a very good job at portraying their thing, but really, this movie was made amazing by the fucking stunt team. They crushed it. That final fucking fight, like the scene at that fucked up airport was cool, but when they got to that final fight on that fucking uh fire truck, like Nick Cage's stunt doubles went above and beyond. He was flailing on the back of that fucking ladder, all crazy, like swinging from side to side. Like <laughs> they just crushed it. They did so good. So that's my favorite, the stunt team. Daniel. Uh, might have to go with Poe, uh, Nick Cage, Ooh. just because I mean, crazy ass. Crazy ass hair dude just wants to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's all he wants to do. He's like, dude, I just want to go home. Let me go home, <laughs> please. <laughs> and he really stopped at nothing to go home. Like he told him, he told him, he said, I'm going home regardless. Yeah. Um, and just the way he kind of fucked with people, like he got, he got Ving Rhames to kind of like question uh, Cyrus. Yeah. Like he told him, he said, you really, he said, uh, I find it hard to believe that you're, you hate white people, but yet you're over here. Listening to this white listen dude. To, yeah. Listen to this white dude. And little by little, he unraveled, he kind of unraveled them from the inside. Yeah. I mean, he's a smart dude. Yeah. Cause uh, at the end there, when they were about to kill the cops at the desert airfield, uh, he had earned enough trust from what's his name from Cyrus to like not to tell what's his name to tell uh what the fuck's his name Diamond Dog not to kill the cops because they needed him. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was squeezing in there, becoming yeah. like a higher up. Yeah. Um, and you know, just the general ass kickery of that scene in Vegas where they're fucking hanging off a hanging off a fire truck. <laughs> yeah and also the horrible accent <laughs> yeah was the so worst southern uh, accent ever. apparently he went to alabama for like i don't know a while and worked on his accent and that's what he got yeah he should have stayed a year his standing roundhouse kick was dope though at the beginning uh yeah when he was fighting those three dudes in the rain oh yeah that fucking roundhouse kick was like, oh shit, I see you, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, I get it. He looked great in this movie. Oh yeah, no, he he, he definitely got buff. Wasn't like, this at the time to the alleged Superman movie? Uh, around this time, unfortunately. Yeah. So he might have already been trying to get buff to be Superman. Oh god, yeah. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not seen, uh, there are clips. So Nicholas Cage was going to be Superman. Before, I guess, Brandon Ralph. Way before Brandon yeah. Ralph. Um, but it didn't work in out. In the mid to late 90s, because he's a Superman fanatic. Yeah, but it did not work out. But there are scenes where they, they're talking about how they're going to change the story of Superman and stuff, and he's going through lines. It's very interesting. Kevin Smith actually did a documentary about the whole situation, because it's so fascinating that it went nowhere, but they had Nicolas Cage almost Superman. It, it's it's very weird that weird. it went nowhere, but they were already doing costuming. Yeah, like, as I say, there are pictures of... There are yeah. pictures of him fully in costume. Like, he already had his suit made. Yeah. They were ready to go with his suit, but they didn't have anything else for the production ready to go. Like, they didn't have any other cast members. They ba- They didn't have a script. There was, like, <laughs> hardly a plot. Like... It's the weirdest fucking thing. Was, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm with Deepel. Uh, Cameron Poe is one of the coolest characters in this movie. There are a lot of varied characters, I will say. A lot of interesting people in this movie. But I love a character that's like a one-track mind, kind of like John Wick. John Wick's like, I want revenge. Where's the dude that fucked with me? That's you? Oh, you 75 people are in my way? I will fucking kill everybody to get to him. Just like that. Just like Kill Bill. You're in my way. Yeah, I'm away. I just want to do this one thing. Uh, but Cameron Poe just wanted to go home. <laughs> it wasn't even he was out here trying to kill people. He's like, I just want to fucking go home and see my daughter and my wife. 
And he's like, oh, so I'm on a plane full of really bad people that have control of the plane. Well, I guess I got to stop this. I got to stop this bad thing before I can go home. So I thought that was really cool of him. Uh, you know, notwithstanding, Nicholas Cage's Alabama accent is horrible. But we've seen other films with accents that are horrible. So it's not even the worst one, I don't think. Keanu Reeves's English accent, I think, is a little bit worse. But uh, no, Cameron Poe was absolutely amazing. So, Katie, who is your least favorite character? This is easy. DEA agent, curly-headed fuck. <laughs> uh, that guy <laughs> was... I called him, too. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was the fucking worst. Oh, my God. He was such a prick. He showed up in his dumbass, like, little car with his ass kicker head, like, license plate talking mad shit trying to take over the case the whole fucking time not listening to the u.s marshal who has a higher authority than him and literally would be in charge of this whole fucking thing like that's your fucking boss your job is to listen to john cusack and he was just being a whiny ass bitch the whole time he broke the rules hella times he's the reason his fucking friend is dead he almost shot down the plane he was the worst and like guys he was the worst character in a movie where Danny Trejo played a rapist who raped over 600 women and Steve Buscemi played a cannibal guy slash rapist who killed women and children. And this guy was the worst. That's fucking saying something, guys. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Daniel. <laughs> I don't know what his real name is, but I also called him curly-headed fuck DEA guy. <laughs> Uh, Agent uh, Agent Duncan. Duncan Malloy. Agent Fuckface. Yeah. Even deserve a name. Yeah, like Katie said, in a movie where there are rapists, cannibals, uh, just the worst of the worst fucking people, uh, white supremacists. Yep. <laughs> the worst person in this movie is a fucking DEA agent because mm-hmm. he. Mm hmm. I guess they just wanted to go with the hey, you're just gonna be an old gung ho agent that that plays by his own rules, but be a complete asshole about it. And yeah, yo, that guy and his they pick they picked the right guy because his face, I just wanted to punch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's just something about your face, man. I don't yeah, know. it really was. <laughs> just just and, punch it. You know, just the way it. he would just talk shit to the U.S. Marshal, uh, like uh, Marcus, who has someone who has more authority than he does. Yeah. Uh, calling him uh like saying, "Hey, you, you went and go get your fucking nails done, or your fuck, uh, some hippie bullshit, something like that." I don't know. Yeah. It, so I'm, I'm also on this train, curly headed fuck yeah. train. Uh, but yeah, no. It, usually when there's good guys and bad guys, there's always a good guy that is just kind of clouded by anybody that's not as hard as him. And Agent Malloy was so mad at Larkin, that Marshall, because he wasn't as hard as him. And he saw him as like this, like... Uh, younger person. Yeah, younger guy. He had like socks and sandals, which he should get beat up for that. But yeah. uh, he just called him this like hippie the whole time. And Larkin was out there doing work. But yeah, he, he just Larkin kept was on top of it. He kept hating on him. Like there was some backstory that we just weren't supposed to know, but it seemed like I'm he sure hated him probably, before. It was probably in the like uh deleted scenes or yeah. extended 
like something like a pre-story about why he hated John Cusack so much. Like yeah. there had to have been something because he was just a super dick to him the whole time. And he was kind of fine with everybody else, all the other agents. But because John Cusack's uh, Marshall was like in charge of this specific case, he was just like super assholey to him. Yeah. It's like, ugh. But gross. it's always a good guy like that that helps ruin things and helps the bad guys move along. Just like in Die Hard, uh, we had uh, what was it Dwayne, uh, the the fucking high up cop that was just going by the the step by step of the SWAT handbook. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, didn't want to listen. And yeah, like fucking and then Hans all, got all those SWAT team members killed. Yeah, and so there's always refused to listen to Bruce Willis from the tower. Yeah, there's always a cop that just you know this is how we do it. This is how it goes. You know. Uh, but he's a jerk. But this movie wouldn't have worked if he wasn't such an asshole. So oh, he was a fuck. Like I said, I didn't. Even, I didn't even get his name. I just called him DEA fuckface. Yeah, the second yeah. he popped up, I was like, oh yeah, I don't like you. And I just instantly remembered he's so annoying in this movie. But uh, I mean, he's still a good guy in the end, I guess. But yeah. okay, so let's do seven word synopsis. So I have. Uh, with this movie, I was enjoying myself, but then I still wrote a couple. So I'm very happy. So my first one is they take over that plane so quickly. It's just I, I know when guards aren't expecting to get jumped, but it's it happened so fast. I know a guy was on fire. Yeah, that's how uh, the chief or whatever. That's yeah. how uh, Chappelle like, fucking hacked up that Dave gas. Chappelle, like scoots off and gets to the, the the button and just unlocks everybody. I know the one deputy, uh, what was her name? Deputy guard Bishop. Uh, she was trying to fight him off, but it just it happened so quick. And the other guards just got destroyed so fast. They, they took over the plane way too fast for my liking. Well, I, I got a, I got a, I got kind of a hypothesis about that. Mm-hmm. When they were boarding the plane, they had so much security on them, on all those guys. They had them already all, all like bound and handcuffed yeah. and four guards per person. And they had their own cells. I guess they didn't consider that hmm, maybe these guys hit some shit in their skin to let their, to get their thing off. Oh, definitely. This, off. this whole situation was a, like, we underestimated these bad guys that why did they not go through metal detectors that want to be free that's also what i was thinking katie i was like what why are you yeah. not wanting well but i would also figure the handcuffs and shit would yeah handcuffs would have gone off maybe like, wand them i don't know yeah it there, there were moments in this movie i was like that's just silly okay my next one is Chappelle crash landed in fresno sounds reasonable <laughs> the body's gonna fall out of the sky probably land in fresno yeah if we were on that flight path but we weren't (laughs) and then my last one was put the bunny back in the box damn it that's what i'm (laughs) uh deepel i got a few uh jailbird still better than flying spirit airlines goddamn right damn they had more Uh room for sure more leg room (laughs) Yeah, right. <laughs> There's only like 20 people on that flight. <laughs> uh Nick Cage just wants to go home. He was yep. fucking around. Uh, and then Otis stole my last one. 
Put the bunny back in the box. Ooh, I like your, I like your impersonation. Bunny cage. Thanks, man. Um, and also, I have a quick hit. The the gas was one hundred three in nineteen ninety seven. That that slapped me in the face. Yep. When he would, when he pulled in the airport or yeah the airfield, I was like, oh, one hundred three. I wish. Well, oh, bro. Well, what's crazy is like, so what this was 97, you said? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I started driving in 2003. And when I started driving, gas was 160. Oh, wow. In California, where it's the most expensive. Yeah, so, yeah. like, probably what, 110, 120? So it went up Texas? 60 cents. Well, because they were in like desert. So they would have had even expensive gas at that point. Yeah. Well, maybe because it was a shithole. So I don't know. But so in six years, it went up 60 cents. And then between 2003 and like 2000. Well, between 2003 and 2008, which was like the peak of the just everything was horrible with the economy. Gas went from a dollar what did I say, a dollar sixty mm. to five dollars here in California. Yeah. So yeah. fucking just outrageous. And it has never gone back down to like a reasonable amount. I oh, think yeah. last year, no, earlier. Yeah, last year it got down, or earlier this year it was like $2.99, I think. Yeah, COVID it was dropped like it down COVID bit. dropped it down quite a bit, but because people weren't driving, so uh, I'm crying for 270. I'm, I'm mad because yeah. gas is 276 right now. Yeah. Oh no, we're teetering on <clears throat> four here. Uh, it's like I just got gas a couple days ago at Costco, which is like the cheapest gas you can get anywhere. Uh huh. And it was 389. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's depressing. And it's and that's like there are gas stations here that are already at like 450. So, yeah. Yay, California. <laughs> yep. Okay, good. All right. I've got two. And they both happened at the same time in the movie. Okay. Easily Steve Buscemi's grossest and worst role. <laughs> and then Steve Buscemi, no. Okay, good. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a moment there they played with this the way that they fucking made this movie where like he's having a tea party like after the escape he's having this tea party with this little girl and they're like becoming friends and then like singing songs together and it's fucking super creepy because you know that he's like a fucking pedophile rapist murderer guy and then they show the tea party thing and both of them are gone yeah and And you're like the cup the cup is broken and yeah yeah, the cup is broken and steve buscemi's nowhere to be found and the girl is nowhere to be found and they allude to like he raped her or murdered her or something like he kidnapped her and they let you they leave that lingering there for like 10 minutes before you finally see the girl again and she's just like happy go lucky and you see like Steve Buscemi again like he went back to the criminal fight and was like okay I got to go help I guess <laughs> I don't know 
Mm-hmm. He like had a change of heart or something when the girls started singing Jesus songs. I don't know. But there was a moment, there was a solid 10 minutes there where I just, you just assume that Steve Buscemi like raped a child and it was just like the fucking most. <laughs> oh yeah, guaranteed in the theater, but it was like, oh. Oh no, don't. Come on. Yeah. Right. You see the girl, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh yeah, my heart like relaxed. <laughs> my heart was beating so fast. I was so angry when that happened. When they showed the tea party scene, um, I was just like, don't do it. The whole tea party scene was uncomfortable, but then when they showed the it really was. Class, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. I, no. thought he, I thought he was going to kill her when she asked him if he was sick. Because she yeah. goes, are you sick? And I was like, oh, no. He said, yes, oh, I am. No. And there's no cure. There's no medicine for me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, don't do it, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, Lordy. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah it was really weird feeling because i know that actual steve buscemi is like such a good guy like mm-hmm. he he was a, yeah. new, a firefighter. York fallen, new york firefighter and like he was in new york during 9-11 and like volunteered and ran into the buildings like he's a solid fucking dude but oh so creepy <laughs> yeah yeah he gave me the heebie-jeebies okay this film came out june 6th 1997. Jesus. Uh, what do you guys think the budget for this film was? Katie. Ooh, I initially started really low because um, the production quality at the beginning of the movie is like it's just like any it plays like any other movie. Um, but then when they got to that like desert town and like the action really picked up and shit started getting wild. I was like, God damn, they spent a lot of money on this. So I said 200 million was their budget. 200. Deepal. Hmm. And Vegas. Like, I had to consider all the shit they busted in Vegas. So true. Yeah, it does play into it. Uh, fuck hell, I don't know. Uh, two, 250. 215. So uh, I don't know what that sound is when you go over. Where, 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 where? The budget for Con Air was $75 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Still pretty expensive. Yeah. But I mean, muscles. not really when you consider how many famous fucking people were in this film yeah. who were all already famous at the time that this film came out. Like, this wasn't one of those movies where you go back and you notice oh they went on and got big they went on and got big they went on and got big no all of these people except for maybe dave chappelle were already super fucking famous at the time that this film came out dave chappelle's kind of renaissance came a little bit after this like where he got all big no way was this when chappelle was on snl uh i don't know this was around the time of like half-baked Right? Was that the movie he was Maybe in? a little yeah. bit later it was Half Baked, I think. It was it was all was close. Like, like the late 90s were very close. And then he got super big, like around 2000, I remember. Yeah, but see, Nick Cage was huge in the in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah, Nick Cage, everybody, all the other people, the the creepy um damn it, I forgot his name. I don't know what his name is. And which one? The main bad guy. John Malkovich. Malkovich. John Malkovich was super popular. John Cusack was super popular. Steve Buscemi, Ving Rames. Danny, I mean, all of those were super popular. Danny Trejo and Dave Chappelle like got popular kind of after this movie, but everybody else, like the main five or six people in this movie, were huge already. 
So I assumed that the budget would have been way higher, especially considering all the fucking crazy damage that they had to do to their mock Las Vegas. Right, right. Yeah. Crazy. But now they, they kept it. I mean, it's still pretty expensive, but they kept it low. So what do you guys think the box office was? Katie. Mm, I got to change my answer because my other one was way high. Um, 300 million. Free hundo deep out. Uh, I'll go with a just solid 250. 250. Not bad. The closest was deep out. You guys both still went over, but Damn. the box office was 224 million dollars. Yeah, just stay with you. <laughs> stay with my 200. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, a ton of people went to see it because, you know, like I said, Nicolas Cage was a hot commodity. A lot of reviews. Kind of poopy. Of course they were. A lot of, a lot of people it's said, an action film and nobody likes action films, as it turns out. Yeah, a lot of people yep. said it's not going to win any awards for being believable or anything like that. But this blockbuster action movie, it, it a lot of the bad things about it, they were easy to forgive because it, it's pretty action-packed. solid action film. Yeah, uh, Roger Ebert, uh, he hates a lot of the movies we like. Uh, he actually enjoyed this movie. He said it moves smooth and huh. visual style and There's it's pretty shocker. witty. You know, so, I mean, Roger Ebert can go kick rocks for poor women for all I care. Right. But fuck him. But he liked this movie. So, you know, <laughs> but no, it seemed like everybody was just like, movie's good. It ain't gonna win no awards or anything. It's not gonna get an Oscar for. It's just like real meh. Yeah, it's mad, but it's a good man, you know. Yeah, it's a meh. Like, it's that type of summer film that you go see and like, damn, that was pretty cool. You know, you probably think about it later, but you're not going to be like, hey, let's go see it like 17 times. Like, nah. Right. I'll probably watch it twice in the theaters if I went to see it, but that's it. Uh, but like I said, this movie, it's fun. One of my favorite Nicolas Cage films. Uh, we should do a Nicolas Cage month. He's mm. done enough. Or do a... I don't know, maybe a Bruce Willis month. I'm trying to think of people that did different genres that you could do something like that. What the hell are we going to do with Bruce Willis, the kid? <laughs> hey, hey, that's a good movie. How dare you? Or, or I gonna... No, Nick Cage is like your only, one of your only options. Or do Kevin Bacon. He was in everything. <laughs> Fucking Kevin Bacon, man. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of off the Kevin Bacon hype train. Kind of over him. Oh, you don't like Kevin Bacon, Katie? I disagree that he's done everything. He's he's been in a lot of big movies. That's how that's why you play that game with him. You can connect could, to anybody. I can see like, a Tom Cruise month. Tom no, Cruise, he did a lot of different Kurt, things. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell did a lot of different things too. Yeah. Yeah. There's some action dudes out there that did a lot of different Liam genres. Neeson has done everything. He did. True. Yeah. Threatened black people's lives. Start to yeah, finish. he did a lot of stuff. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, there's an interview out there. He said he wanted to kill black people, and his like sister got like messed with. He just wanted to kill black people. I listened to that interview. He said one black guy. I thought you said he just wanted to kill black people. Nope, it was the specific guy who threatened his sister, which okay. is understandable. If yeah, I wouldn't say it on your tape. family. You're like, fuck, I want to kill that guy. Yeah, I wouldn't say it on tape if I was famous, but. Yeah, I guess, but it's <laughs> yeah, that's that kind of shit you but say at prob- home. Like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. cut his head off. 
but yeah. yeah but then you're like i don't know it's shitty because then people who are famous just have to constantly censor themselves and aren't ever allowed to just hell yeah talk hell yeah if you're getting that disney money you maybe shouldn't say what the fuck's on your mind right you yanked up <laughs> Disney money, like Thickums Magoo. Oh, he was making Disney money, but that wasn't. Old girl lost it. her Disney money. Who? Uh, uh Gina Carano. Yeah. Oh well, she was talking. That's what I'm saying. Keep shit to yourself. You want to keep that. Money Hers going. was different. She was out here blatantly blaming Jews for like all I, that's sorts what of I'm crazy saying. shit. Keep that dumb shit to yourself, man. That none of that shit's it? gonna help you in any way. I want to kill. I want to kill Mexican people. What, that, that made Walt Smalling cryo freeze, though, didn't it? Yeah. How's that going to help you in any way? Saying something that outlandish out loud. That's what I'm saying. I'm. I understand that, but think on the other hand, how much control oh, you sure. personally have over your what comes out of your mouth. Say, like, if someone threatened to kill me, right now. Mm-hmm. And then immediately afterwards, like the next day, you're still fucking livid about it. And then you had to go to an interview where someone was asking you. And then someone brings up the fact that your sister was threatened or that I was threatened by somebody. Like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Are you going to be able to hold your tongue and like think calmly and clearly when the interviewer is like, like antagonizing you to just like what do you what do you really think what do you think if you could if you could say no if you could say anything to the person who threatened your wife what would you say like are you gonna be calm cool and collected because probably not it's it's fucked up the whole situation is fucked up i get you but back to connor um (laughs) this movie's really fun i i would give it a shot uh but yeah that's a fight on site if you threaten katie Fight on site. I mean, if you threaten me, you're getting these hands too. Yeah, so it's a fight. I didn't say it was my fight. It's a fight on site. It's a fucking fight on site. The cat's gonna get in there getting and stab these hands. me. She's biting everywhere. We're gonna be fighting. So fight on site. So if you have any other cool fun facts about I don't know the prison planes or prison, Ooh. uh you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email, it is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook at Allentown presents. So uh, next week uh, we're gonna keep going with action films. I'm showing Katie a couple of things. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, that Suicide Squad movie just came out. I want to watch the fuck out of that. I'm gonna show Otis some things because he acts like he's the only fucking person in this relationship. Who Ooh, yeah. <laughs> she said that you ain't. She ain't the big only movie buff. Ooh. Bitch. No, he always says shit like he's introducing me to every single thing. Like I don't fucking watch movies. Like you don't know me. Bitch. Mm. <laughs> fight. Don't I'm, treat me like I'm just some random person off the street who doesn't watch shit. <laughs> random piece of trash on the street. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't say all that yeah. shit. <laughs> you just insinuate it when you say things like that. The way I you know. say things, I'm like, I fucking I've seen all these movies before. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but uh no, uh there's tons of really cool action movies out there that we're gonna Show each other a lot of random action movies, like a lot of random movies. And I'm just like, I haven't seen that third in 20 years. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm really excited because Micah and Emma of the Spooky Movie Squad um, were we were talking and found out that Emma and Micah have never seen John Wick. Neither have I. We're fucking stoked because that's like one of our favorites. 
we're very excited to show them yeah. that John Wick's one of the absolute best. I, have, I, I too am in the not John Wick. What Daniel? Oh my god, no. Shit. Okay, that might that might be one of the picks this month. John Wick's solid. John Wick is so good. It's, it's a solid movie, bro. So and that's why, because everybody, I'm like Otis. You, you, you tell me enough to watch it, I'm not gonna. I know, I know, I know what y'all. I can't talk up something. I should be able to, but I can't talk well, up things with you guys. I have a question. Does Boondock Saints count as an action film? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's an action film. Okay. There's a lot of shooting, but they don't actually like. They're not kicking or doing anything like with I their mean, bodies. Really, they I mean, just mo- like shooting. In Die Hard, he doesn't. Fight a, I mean, he does fight. He doesn't really he shoot does. a lot. Yeah, and he does shoot a lot in that movie. Yeah, that's towards yeah. the end. Okay, well, yeah. then we're gonna watch Boondock Saints yeah. because the, I love that fucking film. Yeah, Lethal there Weapon. was a fire fight. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, Lethal Weapon. That's an action movie. I'm hyped. Lots of shooting. I love action films. <laughs> yeah, no, action films are absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll get with everybody and work out what we're gonna do next week. Shit, we might just do Suicide Squad. I haven't seen it. Yeah, maybe it's too early to seen review it. Either. Since it came out two days ago. And well, wouldn't that just draw more listeners? Yeah, it could. Maybe. Or what are these, listen what, are these, what are these idiots have to say it. about Suicide Squad? All right. <laughs> what do you think? Hmm? Scoot into the screen. <laughs> but uh, uh, that'd be cool. There's tons of things. We ain't talking about Justice League. That was a big ass action movie. We ain't talking about Mortal Kombat. Comic book movie. Yeah. Again, comic book movie. Video game, but yeah, we're still and martial arts movie. Well, we like, can watch Mortal Kombat. Yeah, so. we can watch that anytime. Yeah. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with another action film. Uh, bye guys. Bye. See you later. <laughs>